Welcome to Tao Wisdom, your podcast for soul growth, healing, and insights from the Akashic Records. I'm Sabine, and it's my honor to have you here. Hello, everyone. Welcome here to this episode. I just came back from South Africa, and I'm going to bring the spirit of the land and the animals to you in this episode. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the energy of South Africa, my experience from there, and then I'm going to lead um, channeled womb power meditation where we are working and experiencing the energy, the spirits of the animals of the savannah. Ooh, I'm looking forward to it and I know I'm very fortunate in this life to go on all these travels and um, to experience, um, just to experience the beauty and the magnificence of this planet and um, I'm very, I feel very honored and fortunate to bring the same spirits into your homes from wherever you're listening now into your house so you can experience this too you can travel with me and dream with me and uh, be in these places and maybe get inspired just to connect to the energies there or to connect to the land to connect to the animals um, to maybe travel there yourself one day so <laughs> let's get started and um I, I just came back. I'm still very much um, integrating. This was a very, it was a very unplanned <laughs> journey. Um, uh, I have a very good friend from South Africa and I was invited to her wedding now eight years ago, but I, and I was at that time in South Africa and um, I uh, was pregnant though eight months or yeah, almost nine, yeah basically just after her wedding um, and then I had a toddler <laughs> as well and so I couldn't go at the time it was too close to the due date um, but I was meant to go there one day so I went there now with my kids now they could experience it both of them um, which is I think amazing it was an amazing journey for everybody um, I think it was really on the soul yeah in the soul path for everyone and I knew before going that um, there were some big personal themes that would come up for me there and uh, past lives that I had there that just sort of needed integration and whenever these journeys come up for you when we are called to places it's I um, think it is really important if we are able to go to really go and go to these places because uh, they are calling us for a reason and even if we can't go to maybe incorporate the energy of these places into our home and that can be through various things right it can be through the food or through art and even if you lived in um, certain locations and they just felt very good because like in terms of astral cartography you lived let's say on a venus or on a sunline and it just felt so good and then you move and you want to incorporate that same spirit again bring it to your home and i i 
travel to so many of my <laughs> uh, planetary lines there. It's crazy. We started off um, in the north of um, Port Elizabeth at a private safari um, resort, Amakala, which was absolutely, it was amazing. It was so amazing. And that was on, is on my sunline. So I am not surprised. I loved it so much. Um, and then um, I had some, yeah, we passed my Saturn line. <laughs> we then traveled the garden route back basically to um, Cape Town. And I, uh, we spent one night close to my Saturn line and something from past lives came up for me. Um, that's like Saturn, the comic teacher, so I'm not surprised. And then uh, finally we ended up, um, we flew out of Cape Town and that is on my, that's Neptune and Mars. And um, it was, yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. Just very different energies and overall when you i'm going to talk uh, now about the energy of central and south africa because obviously africa is a huge continent and the energy in north africa is really really different so when we talk about morocco tunisia egypt i've also been to egypt and you can um, if you're traveling to egypt you can listen to my podcast about it i also have an, a channeled audiobook where i channel the history and messages from all those ancient sites in uh, Egypt, the pyramids, the temples, everything. So you can uh, listen to those and really get the spirit, the energy of Egypt, because it's entirely different to Central and South Africa. And I highly recommend you, if you're coming to Central South Africa, do a safari. Go on safari, because this is really where you feel the absolutely amazing, amazing energy of the land and you you might like me fall in love with it and I'm already planning <laughs> my next travel day I'm like already googling oh my god when can I go back you not to South Africa to the other countries but just I'm like I want to go back out there um, to the savannah with the animals it's just um, I don't know it's so breathtaking and and when you go on safari, I mean, it's also an amazing experience for if you travel with your children. And there is, where we went, there is a minimum age, um, which was seven, and which I think is really justified because my kids are eight and ten, and I think my oldest, my 10-year-old, he really enjoyed the safari and he could really connect. And, you know, you have very early game drives. You've been woken up at five, and then you have twice a day game drives of three and a half hours when you're out there and he I mean he loves animals anyway but he I think for him it was really great experience and then my younger one is um I think he also enjoyed it but there was just <laughs> more, more work involved to like keep him entertained during the long game tries but he also has a, just like a very active energy so um he needs some things to do <laughs> and at some point it was like uh we didn't set him next to the ranger so he was like in a in a special seat there you know and uh, <laughs> it's like <laughs> could be entertained that way um but when you are out there you just feel the wow the massive strong energy of the land because um 
you know, everywhere in nature on our um, planet, we have these very strong spirits. And when you, for instance, when we lived in the Pacific Northwest, and also you have that in Northern California, you have these absolutely amazing, strong spirits in the trees. They carry so much wisdom. They they call you. Even now, I sometimes feel how the mountains call me too, but how mountains and trees are calling me to places and how they are speaking with us and how we can gain so much healing and so much um, grounding and balance and coherence in how we can bring this into our own energy system from connecting with them. And then here, for instance, in Europe, you have a lot of what I would call almost smaller elementals in the nature that are just very uh, magical. And you'll find them throughout everywhere in the more um, nature rural places in Europe, so like an island, but also in the UK and Spain and Portugal, I felt them, in Turkey I felt them, in Italy as well. And you connect with them. And when I first came um, to the safari experience, I was sort of expecting these smaller elementals and I I couldn't feel them. And I was like, okay, <laughs> where are the big, where are the spirits here? And then I realized the, the massive, big spirits, there are first and foremost the soil itself. The soil, it's, wow, it is just, incredible it holds i mean obviously it's also a carrier of water there but it holds just so much wisdom so much history um so much healing as well just so much crowning and the land in south africa and Af- central africa overall it's so crowning it's a massive root chakra activation it's even like i every day i do this exercise where i really anchor myself in the core of planet earth and when i do this in the netherlands it's just you know the layers of the soils are not that much until you come sort of the core of the earth and it goes very fast when i was doing this in as of africa it was like going through these very dense layers and layers and layers and it was just so the soil was so strong so strong in spirit and you will also see this in the indigenous civilizations there that um their root chakra is massively activated very big and that is when you live there when you go there that is where you can really connect to and find just a lot of get a lot of grounding you get a lot of grounding on that land and a lot of coming home to mother earth a lot of trust in life a lot of connection to just the natural cycles of the um, of our earth of the planets the seasons even through the soil, you know, you can learn when I opened the Akashic Records there of the soil, you, I mean, you just can learn of everything. You get connected to all the plants there, their healing properties, how they can be used. You get connected to the spirit of the animals, you get connected to the weather patterns, um, you get connected to the history that happened in that continent, um, there's just so so much information flowing through the soil there. It is incredible. And then the other big spirits there are the animals. The animals are just so magnificent. I mean, of course, I've seen all of these animals in the zoo, right? I have kids. I spend a fair amount of time in zoos. 
<laughs> Even though I don't like I don't like the animals caged in, but when you see them out there in the wild, and I mean, still we were in a um, private game reserve and still they're not it's not like the I really want to go to the Serengeti where they have even much more much much more space but still the animals there were everywhere they had a lot of space and they could just roam around all day to the extent right where you're driving around for hours in order to find them to spot them but you just when you see them and when you feel them it is just breathtaking because their soul their um energy body is so magnificent so strong and it comes out in their um, posture and in um, the energy that they give off and they look so beautiful I mean I've never seen such beautiful animals in my life I, I mean I was talking to my kids and I was like, you know, which continent has the most beautiful animals? And then <laughs> my kids were like, you know, Australia has cute animals. And I'm like, Australia, like I lived in Australia and yeah, you know, the a koala and stuff is cute, but you can't compare the spirit of a koala to like a giraffe walking by or to a zebra. I mean, this is just, you know, it's out of comparison. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the other plan, uh, the other continent though, that I was also channeling on that Africa and South America are very much connected like the sort of the same energy created there is the same um, creational force running through them and the same energy created the animals the animal kingdom on these continents so in South America you obviously also have very beautiful um birds but also like um frogs is that are very colorful very colorful animals but then the land animals in africa they are just wow they are just wow like the patterns they're having us is so beautiful it's just so beautiful and um when they walk by it's also there's such a pride such a vibrance in their energy field and we can really later in the meditation, I really want to connect you to this. Um, so that we, I think for us as humans, it is almost in a way such an honor to be in the presence of these animals. Because I really feel there on the African continent, the animals are the kings there. Right? That's why you have the lion. He is the king. But also overall, the animals are so magnificent and they carry so much life force. And such deep also healing and wisdom in their soul that um, they are the kings and it's almost like the human population there it's like um, they're, they're bearing witness they're bearing witness to the magnificence of creation of mother earth which comes out there in the animal kingdom and so that energy that creative energy is so strong in the soil and um you feel this right with the indigenous civilizations there they they showed also a lot what humans are really and also the animal kingdom shows a lot of these qualities that we have as humans so firstly by right, the um being a little bit individual no being unique being unique i think and we are in the age of aquarius right our uniqueness really needs to stand out and when you look Vince I love the zebra oh my god I don't know why I love zebras so much but they are so beautiful and they are so wild you can't tame a zebra it's not like a horse 
you know you can't ride on a zebra and i love that it reminds me a little bit of myself like very untamable but um it's just um when you wait <laughs> i lost my trail of words but these animals are so um beautiful and unique in uh, their expression but at the same time they are very much part of a community, right? They travel as a herd. They live in community. And that is also so much true for us as humans. Like we are we are ought to be unique, right? We are ought to express ourselves all individually, but at the same time, community and being there for each other and helping each other, it's so important for us. And it's in some way really ingrained and then also being creative and expressing ourselves through dance, through art, through um, singing. Um, you'll find that there in the indigenous civilization and that is just, and that kind of energy, that flow, that passion for life, it's almost like a honoring life itself, honoring creation itself, honoring the beauty of mother earth, the beauty of creation, the beauty of life, you find that there it's yeah it's so inspiring it's really it's really really inspiring and very activating for your root chakra now that is out there in the savannah in the bush and that's what i'm saying when you go there really go on safari this is where you can connect to the original energy of this continent of this gift from mother nature now, the other energy there that you will find, and that is more related to the history and also, of course, specific to South Africa, is, of course, what has happened there in the last four, yeah, four, five hundred years in terms of colonization, in terms of slave trade, um, in terms of violence, in terms of inequality and um, restricting access to resources and education etc people living behind fences um, you will see the many the, the real difference in loving standards and conditions and access to um, well opportunities and you will see the townships that are behind fences and i'm talking here fences with barbed wire right not just fences and you will see the villas absolutely stunning villas um all behind fences of security so you feel this this level of it it creates a level of separation basically it creates a level of first and foremost separation from the original energy of the country because originally the indigenous civilization lived in a way that was in balance with how the animal kingdom lived there right they were they would also move around um they would honor the land they would honor the ancestors they would honor in some way the animals as well so they lived within accordance and then when the dutch and british later british settlers came they basically imposed a living style upon the indigenous civilization that was coming from Europe that isn't in some ways um, inherent and in balance with the land there and with the energy of the land and that brought a lot of suffering a lot of suffering and a lot of disconnection to the original powers and the energy of the land of the animal kingdom 
disconnection from each other you will see these strong polarities you will feel the fear also it creates everybody living behind fences you're closing yourself off from life you're living in fear and uh, when you're traveling there of course um, you can partially i think even when you live there you you will in some ways have to try to really disconnect from um, that polarization and that level of fear but on the other hand it is also a part of our history that we have to um, acknowledge and we have to really really heal right it is not i mean we will always be unique on this planet and uh, we will always in some ways live in different um, live under different conditions but there should be an equal access to opportunities you know there sh everybody should live in a way should have living standards that are just um humane yes that are humane you know nobody should be out there in poverty uh, starving you know in terrible conditions we should all have access to proper education you know we should all have access to safety access to healthcare, um, and then from that same equal access we then by our own means because of course everybody has different ambitions in life everybody has different dreams different abilities we then therefore gonna uh, create a life that is on let's say different standards but still the basics i mean the basics needs to be human um, or humane yeah <laughs> then i mean yeah my topics like slavery is a very old old topic on our planet and I was also thinking I my most recent uh, life in South Africa was as a Dutch settler and at the end of that life I was killed but I was also thinking um, if I was a Dutch settler there is a very high chance that I had slaves and I was wondering like how did I treat these slaves like what did I think about it back then um, how did I live there and um, especially when it comes to slavery but also the other um, more difficult wars etc themes on our planet we all so we all had many incarnation hundreds or thousands of incarnations on this planet and we all have been um, or have experienced different conditions and in the eyes of God there is no judgment there is no good or bad there is no right and wrong because as souls we want to experience everything but of course we will have inflicted harm on people you know now sometimes I think we focus so much in the spiritual community and all the fancy past lives we had and the great spiritual beings we have been well you know <laughs> we also have done pretty bad things to others in past lives and um as humanity still to this day slavery is a huge huge topic there is modern day slavery by the systems we created we still have children that are producing our products you know or in general people are working in terrible conditions we have trafficking of humans and children you know so um, this is not a topic that is gone this is a topic that um, has been with us for eons really eons and if we want to move forward, we cannot close our eyes from this. This is something we do have to um, acknowledge. 
and also in ourselves that uh, well you know we have done terrible things in past even maybe in this life um, we've done great things and the question is how are we going to move forward as humanity as a race you know what kind of well do we want to create for everybody on this planet for every continent on this planet uh, what kind of opportunities do we want to have for people and there's just many um, unanswered questions and uh, I think there's just a lot of work to be done a lot of work to be done and yeah so we'll, you will feel that in the energy as well in South Africa and another thing that I noticed that is really interesting is that when you are here in for instance in Europe but also in North America also in um, let me think about when I was in Asia mm, I am yeah, can't say this so much for sure but Australia for sure you have a very strong collective field that is very targeted towards influencing what you think so it's very head level um, head heavy and that collective field is all the time impacting the thoughts you're having and also the emotions that are then connected to these thoughts and it's very important to really cleanse yourself of that and come back to what am I actually thinking who am I and what thoughts are originating in me and when I'm here for instance in Amsterdam I always have to um, cleanse myself energy whenever I go into um, I mean now I live outside the center of Amsterdam but whenever I go into the city I really afterwards need time uh, downtime and I need to uh, have a bath or something to cleanse my energy because there is just so much is impacting me from the collective and when I was in South Africa, and we were in the big cities, we uh, traveled into Johannesburg, we went to Cape Town, we tried, uh, went to Port Elizabeth, um, I did not feel that impact of a collective field there. Like, I felt very much I'm um, with myself, like with my own thoughts, I'm very much in the here and now, in the present day moment. There is nothing that's constantly pulling me into the past or into the future. Um, I don't feel I carry the thoughts or emotions of so many other people. And that was really refreshing. I really love that. And I sometimes can find this here when I really go out in nature somewhere. Not necessarily in the Netherlands, but um, in other countries when I travel like when I was in Finland, it was um, the impact of the collective field um, up there was also very, very limited because of the amount of nature around there. But I, yeah, but there as well in South Africa, I also didn't feel much of that impact. And that was, yeah, it was just really nice, <laughs> really nice. And I think it is also because the soil still and um, animals are holding so much of that root chakra so you are more grounded basically you're not that much up in your headspace like you are for instance here in Europe I think primarily I can even when I look at the energy fields of people um, I can see them like more busy higher up while 
in South Africa, you are you are automatically getting so much more rooted, and then also rooted in yourself, and um, and the spirit also of the ancestors, right of indigenous civilizations that have connected so deeply to the land and that have connected through their dances and their songs and their rituals have also really incorporated that root chakra so strongly you still feel that and you can still tap into that and I think for me I don't know maybe that's why also I'm so much drawn back to um, going back to Central Africa um, seeing the other countries there going back um, to see the animals in the savannah is because you you find so much grounding and especially for me as a channeler it's it's amazing to have that because otherwise I'm also always right up there somewhere with my crown chakra <laughs> floating off and even there I felt I was channeling from the soil like I was I wasn't channeling that much from my crown chakra. I was really channeling from the soil, from the land itself. And it felt very different. When I opened the Akashic records there, it felt totally different than when I opened them here. And I, yeah, I really loved it. I really enjoyed it. And I hope you can, you can have that experience as well um, when you're traveling there. And then the other important energies there are the the quit lines so um, Africa is overall a very important continent when it comes to the overall energy system of planet earth and to the natural portals now when a soul incarnates when a soul leaves the body when you die or when someone else dies and when a soul incarnates when a soul is conceived or a human is conceived. Um, that soul is traveling through these natural portals that we are having on our planet, and they are generally um, mountains. Now, in the long, 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 long past, I've seen this in the records. We had these massive trees on this planet. They are almost like they're the sizes of mountains, and they acted as portals too. But they're not there anymore so now we have these portals and then there are some permits and stuff in Egypt and um, in Mexico as well they they built man-made portals also for them to travel and to also when they die for the soul to exit through that but the natural way when the soul incarnates and when we die is going through these massive portals on uh, that are being held there are some main portals that are being held by very important mountains on our planet and for instance when you are dying it takes the soul yeah three to four days to fully leave the physical body and travel out of earth through these portals and that's why in the past right we had like um shamans and in the future we will have death so there's something like a death doula like we have birth doulas we will have someone like a death doula who really can accompany the person, the soul, but also the family in that process of making sure that soul can really uh, separate um, 
properly from the physical body can leave behind all the ties cut all the cords and then travel on to this in-between state called bardo vessels are in between the next um, incarnation and can travel through these portals and that takes yeah a couple of days and through these days in the past people would um, pray for the soul they um a shaman would help the soul to make that journey very safely and then also that time in Bardo to experience that in a safe way and to be prepared in the best way for the next incarnation. Now, in, in the African continent, one of the major portals for this is Mount Kilimanjaro in uh, Tanzania, Kenya on the border. And from there though, souls almost... Mm, it's it's hard to explain this. I've seen it in the records. It's almost like a highway. So you come in through, let's say, for instance, Mount Kilimanjaro, and there's other portals, other very sacred mountains as well. And you're coming in into it's being it's drawing you it's drawing you in into the Earth's atmosphere, and then into the Earth's grid system, into its ley line system, and then you are almost like um, you're getting pushed. It's like a highway system. You're getting pushed to the place where you actually were going to be conceived and then where you're born, right, where your parents are. And um, the Table Mountain in Cape Town, the Table Mountain is very, it's a very interesting mountain. The, it's also a little bit like a portal, but it's supporting the larger portal of Mount Kilimanjaro and it has underneath it and I've seen this in other places in the world too. It has almost in the soil this spiraling um, energetic motion. Where I I believe, I think I haven't fully understand this yet, but I think that once souls are coming in and out, they're basically then going through these spirals like on the tabletop mountain and then they're being pushed into sort of the right highway <laughs> to, um, to basically then travel on to where you're going to be conceived or if you are dying it would be you are being pushed um, into the grid system as well as a soul well I need to hmm. I need to channel on this properly I'm not quite sure I, I can see it for uh, when a soul has been conceived I'm not quite sure how this process works exactly when you are dying but you need to go out through one of these uh, natural portals as well so but how you're traveling through the quit system, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but yeah, but Table Mountains, I'm going to read you the uh, story from the indigenous civilization. So I'm going to read this for you from my website. So Table Mountain, the mountain in Cape Town. Very When I was up there, oh, we had such a crazy experience. I'm going to tell you later. But um, what I got really was it's a very, very sacred mountain. So... According to the Khoi and the Sun, this is the indigenous civilization that uh, lived there, is often seen majestically covered by blankets of clouds and was known as Hugais, meaning veiled in clouds, and seen as a sacred and spiritual mountain covered by the spirit of the almighty supreme god known as Tsoi Goab. He gives rain, he makes the clouds, he lives in the clouds, and he makes our cows and our sheep fruitful. Table Mountain was also known as Hirok Vago, 
mountain in the sea. Table Mountain, according to African legend, Tixo, god of the sun, and Jobela, the one-eyed earth goddess, conceived Kamata, who created the world. The sea dragon, uh, another crazy name, wait, <laughs> what's this? Oh my god. Uh, Knanu Amba was so jealous that he fought and bounded Kamata, trying to stop him creating Twilight. But the earth goddess Jubala came to Kamata's aid, creating four mighty giants to guard the corners of the earth. After many battles with the sea dragons, with the sea dragon, the giants were mortally wounded. Before they died, they asked the earth mother to turn them into mountains, so that even in death they could guard the earth. And so the great giant of all, Umlindi Wimin Gisimu, became Table Mountain, the watcher of the South. So that's a very interesting story about Table Mountain. And it is when I was up there, it is a very sacred mountain and it actually has a really sacred spring that indigenous civilization also worshipped. And there's the connection again, right, with the sea, uh, with the whole the sea. So the sea, of course, was originally the oceans was originally the mother, the birther of creation on our planet. But then, when you think about the land came, and then you have in Africa, you have these absolutely majestic land animals that are really. Um, a symbol of the creative power of the land as well and I love the story of the mountains being the guardians because when you think about the mountains being the portals where souls travel in and out from when they incarnate uh, and exit our planet and then the table mountain having this um, this very it, ha it has a very spinning energy um, like a spiral, it has a spiral spinning energy beneath it. Uh, that's what I felt. Um, and that, of course, um, is in a way guarding the land and guarding the soils, uh, the, the souls. <laughs> yeah. And when uh, I went up there, there was this fog. <laughs> And you couldn't even see two meters in front of you. Um, but you could feel it was very misty and it was also raining. And you could feel the... Um, yeah, in some way that's also um, very fertile. While the rain brings fertility. Water brings fertility. And the gods are all always considered to come from the mountains because the mountains are the portals and the, go the gods in human history were often um, highly evolved souls um, from other planets that then were seen as coming down from the mountains and when we were in Cape Town we didn't actually spend uh, much time in the city because I love the nature so I when I travel anywhere it's usually it doesn't involve cities and uh, we spend most of the day that we had in Cape Town in um, the National Park on the um, 
Cape, what, um, Cape Peninsula, which is beautiful, amazing private beaches and um, yeah, it's just beautiful. And then we went up Table Mountain and then this rain came down and um, and then we were driving back to the airport and I realized I had like before people before going there like um, South African friends but also other South African people I told uh, talked to they all told me yeah you can't drive on a certain high, uh, highway towards the airport because it's like dangerous and um, yeah it's not safe to go there and um, then when we were on the road I realized that well we were thriving on that highway I had just forgotten that we should be taking a different route and because though it was so heavily raining there were just no people in a way out there there was nothing that could you know bring any kind of danger to our journey because usually you have people waiting on the traffic lights and stuff like that um but there, there was just no one on the streets because it was heavily raining um and i felt so in some way it was so interesting i felt very protected very protected almost as if um you know i mean i always feel very protected in this life but it's almost like as if the universe was saying okay you <laughs> you uh, you are going to be forgetful and you're going to try <laughs> these dangerous um areas but you know we've sent you the rain and um there's just no danger looking anywhere because people are just <laughs> shuttering at home um yeah it, it was a very i don't know it was a very interesting experience in cape town that i still have to really fully understand i think the whole journey for me will only be fully understood in a couple of months or even years because there was a lot personally for me for my soul that integrated there and without further ado, because I'm talking already so long <laughs> about the energy of South Africa. Thanks for still being here. I'm going to do the meditation. I'm really excited. There's two things I need to mention <laughs> before the meditation. Firstly, um, I'm running my Awake in the Room class. In, it's starting 20 March. It's a healing and channeling container that goes over five weeks. And I'm going to have two um, channeling containers this year that are really dedicated for women and this is the first one and in this one we are working with the archetype of the empress this is my life path um, archetype and this is also a personal journey that I really want to step more into and in this container we are working with um, highly evolved ascended masters like Mary Magdalene but also others to tap into the healing frequencies of the womb to tap into creativity to tap into fertility to really feel that empress you know that divine feminine goddess that's sitting on her throne in nature and it is just a beacon of fertility and abundance and it is taking it all in and without doing any effort flowing through life and having abundance come to her and having fertility being an expression of creation and fertility these are big themes we're going to work on um i already sort of opened this um 
kind of for myself for the next weeks before it even starts I really just want to primarily focus on working with my own womb and um, tapping into the messages that I'm receiving and I will share more also on my Instagram of different uh, practices different wisdom around uh, feminine health and then the second feminine container is going to run in autumn in that one we're going to step into the wild woman archetype so the first one now in spring is going to be very i feel almost like holy in a way uh, and the other one it's going to be connecting to our wild side to the dark side you know to really work with and integrate these aspects of us that are jealous the rage the madness oh yeah that like i i see this wild woman like you know she runs around free she screams she it sometimes is mad <laughs> crazy mad but it's all part of us it's all part of being a woman both of them right the empress as well as the wild dark woman they are all part of us and um if you feel called to any of these containers um join me it will be my honor to channel and heal together with you i'm gonna link the information for the um awake in the womb spring container in the show notes and alongside with that i'm also running another challenge on uh, instagram and tiktok i already have three 30 day challenges that i'm also saving on my instagram uh, stories at the top so you can always do these uh, whenever you feel like so there are 30 videos of one minute where we are tapping into a specific theme and bringing that theme into our life so i've won one last summer around self-love then there's one on um breathing techniques and I just uh, in winter run one on bringing peace into our life and the one I'm going to do now which is starting I think first March it's going to be on abundance and this can be any abundance you want to bring in your life there's no judgment here <laughs> whatever abundance you want to have and manifest and bathe in we are going to connect to it because it is spring, it is the season of abundance. This is going along with my Awaken the Womb container. And yeah, I'm excited to tap into these energies. But for now, whew, let's awaken these spirit animals in us. And yes, connect to the African savannah. This is going to be a um, journey into your Bumpara area. This is not just for women, so that's why I'm also um, going to use the word Hara. Um, so for you, you can just become very comfortable. I'm going to open the Akashic Records and channel this. Bean would like to open the Akashic records of the African savannah and its animal kingdom in the highest of light, highest of destiny, sounding those that support us and those that hold the codes and wisdom of all galaxies. Fond of you in service, humbleness and gratitude, serving source, serving 
this audience serving the light speaking from truth speaking with love speaking from light I'm Sana, I'm Sana, I'm Sana the Akashic Records of the African Savannah the soil and its animal kingdom are now open so I invite you to close your eyes get comfortable lie down, relax your head relax your shoulders your arms and your hands take a deep inhale and exhale relax your upper back lower back your hips feel the ground you're lying on relax your legs and your feet Take another deep inhale to connect to that area, to your lower abdomen, to your hara, to your womb. Another deep inhale and exhale. Then bring your attention to your back. Just how you're lying, how you feel the ground. And then imagine you are lying on soil, red earth. You can feel it under your hands. You can feel the warmth of the earth underneath you. You are slowly getting up and you look around at the landscape. And you're seeing white savanna in front of you, red soil. Some trees here and there, warm sun, breathe in the fresh air, you hear the sound of birds and monkeys in the distance. And in front of you, further down, you see a waterhole, pool of water, and you slowly start to get up, 
you start to walk towards it you see that you're walking with bare feet and you feel the warm soil under your feet and you feel how with every step you're taking you're feeling the heartbeat of the soil underneath the soles of your feet you're feeling how you become entuned with the land how it feels very natural to walk here until you come to the edges of this large water pool and you're looking at the water and the water is very blue you see it's reflecting the sunlight and for a moment you connect to your womb your lower abdomen your hara and bring your breath there you feel how there as well there's a pool of water that's been held by the space that your hips are making and you feel how that pool of water is connecting to the water hole in front of you almost like as if there was an invisible thread of light connecting these two water pools and you also now feel the warmth of the your sun within your womb area within your hara your lower abdomen you feel just like how you're standing here on this waterhole in the African savanna. The sun is shining down on your skin, it's shining down on the water. You feel that sun inside of your womb area as well. How it is warming up the water here as well. And you look at the water in front of you, you look at the reflection it's making, you see yourself reflected there. And you see the full spirit of yourself. The side that this place brings out in you. very natural expression of yourself and now you slowly hear sounds steps arriving and you feel the presence of an animal joining you here and the first animal that is joining to your left that you see in the reflection of the water of the pool is the antelope and you see the antelope drinking from the water hole and you are also scooping down you're taking a scoop of the water and you drink from this this is clear water clean water 
You're drinking a scoop of this just like the antelope. Taking in the spirit from the land, from the antelope as well. Feeling its presence. And you feel into the animal, into the antelope. And you ask it for its wisdom. What is it telling you? What are the qualities that it's bringing to you? What can you feel in your presence as a quality that is now also incorporating in yourself? The next animal that is joining at this water hole is a giraffe and you see it in the reflection of the water but you also look at it it's standing also to your left next to the antelope and you look at its long neck and you look how it's the neck is bending down and the giraffe is drinking from the water and you drink as well you take a sip from the water too and you feel how you're taking in the spirit of the giraffe. You feel how your throat chakra is being activated through the activation, through the throat chakra of the giraffe. How you can sense into the perception that the giraffe is having of all the movements in the savanna. Nothing is not being recognized by the giraffe. She's sensing it all. And you can feel this in yourself and you feel how you're allowing yourself, you're allowing your throat chakra to be more open, to be more expressive. How your crown chakra opens to perceive You feel the antelope as well next to it. And through your feet, almost like as if it's traveling also through the legs of the antelope, you also feel that connection to the soil, to the ground, to its wisdom. Perceiving everything here. Then you feel the next animal coming. It's coming to your right. Just feel its presence before it's even there.
And the next animal joining us on the right here is an elephant baby. And you feel its playfulness. And you see how the baby is playing with the water, with its trunk. And you're taking in that playfulness inside of you. It's almost like you want to scoop up water and just throw it around on your back, just like the elephant baby does. And you feel the immense heart opening, heart chakra activation from the elephant baby. It's almost like your heart is beating alongside its heart. And you feel the love it has for life and for just having fun and joy. And then another animal emerges next to the elephant. On your right. And this animal is the zebra. And you look at its patterns. And you see the beauty. And also the grace, as well as the grace that is in the giraffe that's still standing to your left. And you feel its wild heart. You feel its wild spirit. And you feel your solar plexus as well as your heart activating just of individuality. Self-expression. Build power. Going your own way. Feel how you connect to the spirit. How the zebra drinks from the water, how you drink from the water, you joined, you're joined here. You must become one. Now another animal emerges to your left. And they take up a bit more space, almost like we are creating a circle here. To the left and right animals. And the next animal joining to your left is the buffalo. And you feel its strength. Its force. And you feel this immense strength arising within you. Determination, not a solar plexus awakening. you ask the buffalo if there's a message it has for you. 
Can you feel the buffalo stepping on the ground and how it's awakening the spirits of the land and the soil and it's calling in more animals to come and join us now? You look behind the buffalo and there is a bush and your eyes almost become as sharp as the eyes of an eagle. And with that sharpness, you see a large spider web in that bush and in the middle, a beautiful spider. And you embrace its presence, you don't fear it. It is in some ways joining us too here. And you see how it's weaving the web of life. Just like how you are connecting here to the animal spirits, how the animals connect to the land, to the wind, to the water, to the soil. You are now weaving together these energies within you, within your womb, your haram. You are weaving there a web of life. And feel how you're weaving, just like a spider, a web of life within your womb space, within your horror. And in this web of life, flowers emerge, beauty emerges. Songs emerge. And now you feel the presence of another animal coming to your right. And that animal is the cheetah. It's joining us here all in peace today. And you feel the presence, the spirit of the cheetah. You feel the beauty, the fastness, the strength of this large cat. You feel how it's drinking from the water and how you're drinking from the water. And you feel how through all these animals your connection to nature is growing your sense of belonging is growing. You are incorporating those spirits. You're coming home to yourself. And now, opposite you, the circle is almost complete. You can invite more animals of the savannah, whoever you like, to this waterhole. You can invite birds. You can invite beetles. But there's one animal here that's still meant to emerge and you feel it coming slowly, proud, taking every step with courage, with intention, with leadership. And that animal is going to stand directly opposite you. And that animal is the lion.
and it's joining now here its kingdom it is waterhole and it's looking at you and you look at the lion and you look straight into the lion's eyes and you're receiving its message and you feel how you breathe in its spirit becomes one with you and you all now all animals look up to the sun you just feel the sun the strength of the sun and you feel underneath your feet the strength of the earth the soil and you feel how you're in between these two just at the right place among all these animals part of them part of the circle part of life And you let out a huge scream or roar, whatever you want. All animals do. You just make a huge sound. An appreciation and celebration of life. This becomes a loud roar. And you feel how you start stomping with your feet on the ground, just like all animals do beside you. And you call in, call up on the spirits of the land, the soil and the water. And you feel with the stomping, how the soil is moving, how with your roaring and screaming, you call up on the spirits of the land spirits of the earth and you celebrate them you honor them you feel the ancestors and everything that has been before and everything that's still to come and you feel life and you throw your hands up into the air and you feel life And now everyone becomes calmer again, becomes quieter, just falls quiet, no more stomping. And everyone is just here in quietude, thinking the presence of the spirits, thanking the land, the water. And you imagine again the scene is playing in your womb in your hara you awakened 
the spirits within you, the zest for life, the love of life, the love for all. And that now fills your heart and fills your entire body. And now you think all the spirit animals present here, you may call up on them at any time for protection, for guardianship. We thank the sun, we thank the soil, we thank the water, we thank the wind. And so it is. Sanam, Sanam, Sanadi Akashic Records are now closed. And now you can slowly open your eyes, <laughs> move your hands and your feet, come back to the here and now. And you may call up on these beautiful animals anytime. Now, I hope I connected you to the spirit of Africa. What a beautiful country. Continent. What a beautiful continent. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join and work more with the room and awaken uh, in a quantum scheme, creativity and fertility and abundance within you, you can join my Awaken the Room class. Um, I'm going to link it in the show notes. And I hope to also see you for the abundance challenge to bring just more. There is already abundance, of course, on our planet, but I think there isn't enough awareness of it. So to bring that awareness more into our lives, to bring the gratitude for the abundance we experience into our life. Now, thanks so much. Have a lovely, lovely week ahead. Bye-bye. If you want to know more about soul growth, healing and the Akashic Records, check out my social media channels and my website at taowisdom.net.